Hey, it's your girl, Queen Intimacy. And today is Wednesday, January the 20th, 2021. And I'm not here to really give you daily motivation, or maybe you can take it for whatever it feels like to you. But today, I just wanted to have a moment with you and be real with you and talk to you a little bit about something that I've dealt with before in my life more than one time. And that's suicide, depression, and anxiety. Now, this is difficult for me to talk about because it is very, very sensitive for me. And being in those places at a point in my life, looking back at that time, I can really understand that I just really needed a hug. I needed someone to hold me and just squeeze me tight and rock with me, you know? Not much needed to be said, but what I needed was so simple. It was so simple and it was not happening. And I couldn't understand that that's what I needed. I didn't understand that that's what I needed. But what I did feel like, because I wasn't getting it, I felt like I was alone. And it was really, really difficult because I was alone. Because every person who knew me to be this strong person didn't believe that I could be weak, I guess. It's how I always looked at things. I could not never understand why people would not just hold me while I had this large amount of tough love given to me. And there were so many cases where I just needed to be held. I just wanted someone to touch me and it feel genuine. It didn't feel like they wanted more, they expected more. I just didn't care to hear their perspectives, their feelings towards what was going on or what I was doing. I didn't want any advice. I wanted a silent hug. And it was so, so, so difficult not having it. And so, getting into a place where you're contemplating suicide it isn't about running away from anything it's about realizing that you're facing so much by yourself because the fact of the matter is is that suicide is successful because people are left alone to do this. People are not left by themselves. Or I'm sorry. <clears throat> people are left alone. And most of the time that when people commit suicide, they were alone for days or they were alone for a certain amount of time. 
They weren't hanging out, hanging out with people. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, I'm aware that there were some people that they were hanging around, but they hung around people who, who, they, who were already considered a distraction in their life. So what they did was they used their distraction, what they thought would distract them from the feeling of committing suicide and realizing that when they got back alone, that the distraction wasn't big enough. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't what was needed. Because these people are only here for a distraction. These aren't people who know you feel this way. These aren't people who you've expressed that you feel this way too. These aren't people who are bringing you in and holding you and grabbing. That's not those people. So even when they're in rooms with people, they're still by themselves because those aren't the people they're vulnerable with. Those aren't the people they're authentic with. So when I tell you to take every person who struggles with anything, take it seriously. Take suicide seriously. I don't care if you think it is for attention. Maybe it is for attention because there's so much lack thereof. We weren't put here on earth to be alone. So why do you expect people to learn how to adapt to being alone so much of their life to the point to where you can't understand why they would come and think of something like that? They're not running from anything. They're alone and they're feeling, (laughs) they're feeling the core of that. They're feeling what it is, what it means, to be alone, to pulling yourself out of something, to pulling yourself, do you do you really understand what it takes for so many people to pull themselves out of dark places, out of pain, out of hurt? This is why we have to be un- we have to be mindful of our actions when we're dealing with people. This is why we need to be upfront and honest when we're dealing with people. We do not know what will send the person over the edge. We don't know this. We don't know this. And I'm not saying it's going to be your fault, but what I'm saying is is that somewhere we failed this person. It becomes a responsibility in society that we fail. These are the people that we fail. We failed them. We weren't there when they needed us. We felt them. I know it's difficult. I understand, I get it. It's so hard, it's difficult. It really is, it's it's, it's so difficult. To admit that we're wrong. We're not always right. Society has never been right. Society's been lying to us for years. We weren't there for those people, the people who succeeded. Let me say this to you so that the next time someone talks to you about being suicidal or depression or having anxiety, that you need to be just a tad bit more conscious. Because all they're looking for is someone who can hear them who's listening, who's paying attention enough to be there when they can't tell you they need you to be there for them. Do you know how hard it is to tell people who... (laughs) Watch this. Do you know how hard it is to tell people who don't take 
mental illness serious enough that they need you to be there? Do you know how difficult it is for that person to come to you when they know you don't take, (laughs) baby, listen, (laughs) when they know you don't take mental illness serious enough, why would I share that with you? You're not going to save me. You're going to throw me over more. You're going to make me feel more. So when I say this, I mean this as a society, the people that we have lost due to suicide, we have failed them because we were not there. Let's try to be there. I was in a point in my life to where I was so alone. A person knew they were all that I had and they got up and they walked out of my life. And let me explain something. When they came in my life, they wasn't all I had. But when they were there, things started dropping and falling and and, and I was being left alone all by myself. And I had to pull myself out of the last person who I felt like I had that I was paying attention to. I'll say it like that. The last person that I was paying attention to, that I was giving my energy to, they walked away from me in a time that I needed them to be there. I was having a real live breakthrough. And they walked out. And it sent me into this extremely dark place. I mean, it was a really dark place. It was a really, really dark place. It was, it's, 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 it's so dark. Thinking about it scares me because. I don't even want to ever not be conscious enough of my own self to where I have to pull myself out of something so dark. That's how, how, that's exactly how bad it is, is that it scares me to think about it. It was hard. It was difficult. It was probably the worst heartache I have ever felt and it was because in this moment I desperately needed them I needed their love I needed their hugs I needed their support I needed their understanding I needed them to hear me finally and they didn't want to hear me no more that devastated me and my life it shook my world completely up to the point to where I felt like They were like everybody else. And it wasn't so much of me blaming everybody else. I mean, in the sense of always leaving me alone and thinking I'm strong enough that I can handle what's happening to me. Assuming that I never need to be held on to. Assuming that I never need to feel something gentle. I have been feeling tough love all of my life. And finally, I get to a place where (laughs) I just need the tough love to stop. And it's like it's a voice inside of me that just keeps screaming out to people to say, I'm not that strong to where I don't have moments to where I need some softness. I'm not that damn strong. There's no one in the world that strong and stop expecting strong people to remain strong all the time. Allow them to be weak at some point. 
allow them to just be human and feel (laughs) powerful people, powerful women, strong people, strong women, just can you remember we're human? Remember that we're human. Because getting to a place of accepting it, that's different. And I was in that place. I was in that place. I thank God for all of the blessings and everything that I have. This universe has provided. I am so grateful. I can't tell you how grateful I am. That the the favor and the mission on my life is so more how it's so much more important to me. That's why I'm still here. Cause it's way, 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 way more important than me. This mission is so much more important because I could not be here. There was a point in time where I accepted not seeing where I'm at today. I accepted, let me tell you something. I accepted death so much that I detached from everything in that moment. I detached from the world. I detached from family. I detached from all those feelings. I detached from everything. I was okay. It was about me. And it was about what I wanted in the moment. It wasn't about, is this what I think I deserve? It was simply about... I'm in a world that don't deserve me. Call it what you want to. (laughs) But I was really having a moment where I was feeling myself and feeling like this world was a little bit ungrateful for the way that they were doing me. Making me this strong person and leaving me and abandoning me and neglecting me and making me feel like I can take care and handle any and everything. And then making me have to live up to this person and... In the same sense, I keep getting knocked down every time I keep saying that I'm not only a strong woman, I am also a woman who can be weak and pick herself back up. But just because I'm weak and can pick myself back up, it doesn't mean that I don't need help getting up off the ground. I'm the one who has to push my body up off the ground in order for this to work anyway. You can't help me if I don't push myself up. That's not help. That's you picking me up. I'm not asking you to pick me up and carry me nowhere. I'm asking for help. When I push, you pull. We find a balance together. But I always felt like that's what I was missing. I always felt like I was missing someone say just some positive things to me. I always felt like I always had to be the one to tell me how great I am, to tell me how amazing I am. So I felt like since I'm the only one who can see me, (laughs) how about 
I just, I don't got to look at me no more. You know what I mean? I don't have to figure out who I am anymore. I've got it. I figured it out. I'm cool. But see, y'all, y'all not. So why would I keep bringing myself to a party that I'm not invited to, which is really what I was feeling. I'm not invited to, invited to this world because no matter where I go in this world, I'm being judged wrong. I'm being seen wrong. I'm not giving fair opportunities from people who really want to get to know me, understand me, understand why I move the way that I move. I am dealing with people who are instantly writing me off by first mistake. I'm not allowed to be a human being. I'm supposed to always know better. I have to be the bigger person all the time in every situation. I started to feel like I am just a little bit too much. Not perfect, but I felt like I'm just too much for people to to, to even be grateful for. Why would I keep coming to a party I'm not invited to? And that's really where my mindset was. But I had to realize that... (laughs) It's all right, even if I'm the only one at the party or I'm the only one dancing in the party. This party right here belongs to me. I decided that it wasn't a bad thing to be everything for myself. I sat back and I thought about my future. And what it looked like, what it would look like if I had to do all the work myself. I thought about who all I would be paying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought about who all I would be paying for my progress, for my development. And then I discovered that I wouldn't let this world take me from me. I still agree with how I feel about myself, but even though I feel like I have spent all of my time with ungrateful people, and I mean this in the most humblest way, Because if you've never uplifted me, you've never supported me, you've never shown or learned to show some love to someone who you knew and saw was trying and doing the best that they could be doing. If I had to do something to make you benefit, if you had to benefit off of whatever I did in order for me to get and receive from you, that ain't what I'm talking about. And that's why I feel like I wasted a lot of time because I wasted a lot of time with people who can't do that much. And it's been one hell of a road having to look in the mirror every day and be everybody for me. I had to learn how to do a lot I had to learn how to fill in the gaps. I had to learn how to break some generational curses that were hindering me or holding me back. I didn't finish school. 
I'm not bragging. But I did some work on me. (laughs) So you can't tell. I did some work on me. So you can't tell. So now my future look like my decisions and choices now are are for me to say, let me see what I can do with all of this greatness, because now I'm not trying to prove it to nobody no more. See, this is where life started for me is when I decided that I'm not proving that I'm good at all anymore. I'm not doing that. I'm not wasting my time trying to show you who I am. Look, you can either see this woman or you can't. You either recognize greatness or you don't. You either can acknowledge opportunities and see genuine people or you can't. I don't care. Okay? That's the thing. Is that sometimes we care in too many places and they hinder us and they make us stagnant and I can't deal with any of those things. Not anymore. I don't have time. And when you start to feel like you're running out of time, and I don't necessarily mean like I'm sick or, you know, somebody after me or I'm living a bad life and I just don't know how long I'm going to live or like, no, it's literally I when you realize and you respect your age. I'm 38. I will be 39 this year. I respect my age. I don't have time to be proven to nobody anything and I wish I had this mindset when I was younger but it's okay (laughs) because it's not so much that I didn't I just didn't know how to work it when I was younger so because I always had this mindset I just didn't know how to work it when I was younger and I was too busy people pleasing and it was working for what I needed at that time But then when I had my darkest moments, my darkest hours, my most struggle, I didn't have a lot of people there. And then the people who I did have there, they obviously liked to see me in that state, in that place. Because when I started to come out of it, I also started to lose people who were supposed to be some close, good friends and know me better. But people have a tendency of using and blaming you for something they can't do. And I I always heard friends would say, you're too sensitive. You're too sensitive for me to talk to you. And I never recall a moment where they ever made an attempt to talk to me. Okay. I never got the chances and opportunities that was passed out to their mates who were doing them wrong. And those people got a lot of chances and opportunities. I wasn't like that. Like I said, if I did things that were wrong, if it was the worstest thing that I could do to somebody else, I could never do to people what they did to me. Because if I did it, I, I can't, I was never trained that way. Because I was so busy focusing on trying to keep people close to me that I was scared to do people how they did me. Because I would do not even something close to it and they would try to write me off. I was so busy chasing them, so busy chasing them that I had left me behind. 
but I always been smart enough to know that damn why you couldn't see that I was a genuine person for you with you that I wasn't here on being malicious I wasn't here on the drama I'm not here to do to be judgmental I'm here out of love and and that's all I've always ever been and people have always tried to make me out to be something that I'm not But it's something powerful when you do start to get, when, 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 when the air gets clear and you start to move people out of your way, you do start to understand why they made the choices that they made. I always understood why people were the way they were when it came to me. Because first it was, you, you're too strong, you got it, you're cool, you're okay, you're going to be okay. That's the worst thing you could tell somebody when they're going through something. I don't want to hear I'm going to be okay. I want to hear you talk to me about how great of a person I am. Build me up. I feel shitty right now. I don't feel okay right now. I'm sad right now. I'm unhappy right now. My world is tumbling down. I feel like it's the end of the world. I feel like I'm alone and I don't have nobody. Tell me you see me. Don't tell me I'm a be okay. Tell me you see me and then tell me what you see. Save a life. In order to save a life, you have to speak life into a life. So if you think just telling me I'm a be okay is going to save my life from any type of suicidal. No, if you're making that attempt, that doesn't work. That's not what people need. People need to know that they are seen. And they need to know that they are seen in a positive light. If all you got is negative to give, then all you will receive is negative and that's all you're owed. You get what you serve. It's just like that. And I don't even mean to be so aggressive and I know the energy be so high. <laughs> I'm a peaceful person today. I promise you I am. I'm just passionate about really how I feel about people having suicidal thoughts, really being in that place. And then society never stepping up to the plate and taking some sense of responsibility to why we lose people to suicide at all. At some point, as a society, we have to stop blaming people for what we've made them out to be. You make the monster, you deal with it. Don't make the monster and run from it. You're going to have to learn how to undo what you did. And if you can't learn how to undo what you do, then how about you just stop doing that thing right there? That thing that actually takes life from people. How about you learn how to stop doing that? Because this life thing, it's real. It's serious. It's raw. (laughs) And don't nobody owe you nothing. And it's a cruel, cruel world out here. No one owes no one nothing. But if we're going to volunteer to step up, and be active and save people because we don't want that for nobody if we're going to do this it's going to take a little bit more love a little bit more empathy and some integrity here if we're going to be about saving people from mental illnesses Suicide thoughts, they're real. Depression, it's real. Anxiety, 
It's real. PTSD. It's real. Whatever type of mental illness that you can think of. It's real. And newsflash. A lot of illnesses just high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, a lot of these things, they actually cause it too. Okay? So when people tell you that they're battling with their health, it's not just health. When people don't feel good on the inside, their mind ain't too good either. This is a body issue from head to toe. And if my body feel sick most likely my head is sick I'm not focused I'm not thinking right discombobulated not in my right mind because I don't feel good not to mention I got bills. <laughs> I got a job that I ain't happy at. Or I'm an entrepreneur and I'm starting out and people aren't helping. People aren't supporting. It's hard. <laughs> or I'm a single mom. I have all these kids. I can't get any help from anybody because they're too busy focusing on how many kids I got, where the baby daddy's at, than to just... Remember that I'm human, regardless of the situation. I still need a break. <laughs> or I don't have any kids at all. And because of that, the world thinks I suffer not at all. I don't suffer at all. The world thinks I'm just out here living it up. Uh-huh. Living my best life because I don't have children. I have no responsibilities other than just me. <laughs> Like, it's crazy how we sit back and we look at other people's lives and we do so much judging and we always talk about, I would rather do this than rather do that. I would rather do this and rather do that just because it looks like it's easier than what you're going through. Don't mean that it's easier than what you're going through. Looks can be deceiving. This is understood. But suicide is a real thing. And there's no misunderstanding there. None whatsoever. I take it very, very serious. It's a very, very sensitive topic for me. Because, like I said, I was once in a place where I completely detached from this world and was over it. And it wasn't because I lacked self-love. It was because of all this love I got. I couldn't figure out how come nobody else didn't act like they loved this self here. (laughs) That was my number one question. My number one issue. What happens when the person doesn't really think down on themselves and they have suicidal thoughts when a person feels like they've played their part they play their role 
Well, they've had human mistakes. What makes them different than anybody else in this world making a human mistake? Why does it seem like it's so harder for them? When they love so much, people get spoiled. (laughs) Okay? We are not on this earth by ourselves. And yes, I definitely am an advocate for self-love. But I had to die first. So how I look at it now. I think I committed suicide that day. Because that day. The person that I killed. Was a people pleaser. The person who I gave birth to. Is not. It's a whole different type of energy today. <laughs> I'm so new, so different. The people who used to know me don't know me no more, baby. <laughs> Listen to me when I talk to you. <laughs> the people who once used to know me, they don't know me no more. I let go of her. All that love she was given. With no boundaries, no type of protection. The self-love was there, but the boundaries, she didn't even know what they were. She didn't even know how to apply them. As a matter of fact, the term never even really got brought up to her. So it was almost like she didn't even have a chance. But who I am today is a person with boundaries. Is a person who will get up and leave if I am not receiving what I am giving. I am a woman of power. And for the people who missed out on me, I was never here for you anyway. I can't miss what I never had. And I never had you. So you were never at loss. I don't know you. (laughs) I personally don't know who you are. I never had anything with you. The person before me. Before I gave birth to this powerful, strong woman, this great woman, this woman who just moves gracefully through life and just manifests the best life. Oh my God, who creates her own reality full of affirmations in the morning and before sunset. This woman here, you don't know her and you don't deserve to know her. Because if you did, she'd have been born a long time ago. (laughs) But everything that came with her had to go. Everything that came with that woman had to go. There are no more traces left of that woman other than a memory of detaching from life. I just did it in a different sense. I do not 
recommend suicide. (laughs) I do not believe that is the answer, but I definitely over and understand it to its core. And I understand what's missing. And as a part of society, I also understand that we have failed our people. And we need to be accountable for that. And we need to say that. All the pressure out in this world on people, we need to say that we weren't always right with people. And we need to change the shoulda, coulda, wouldas to a solid I am. Suicide is not to be played with. And it's not to shrug off. And to all the people out there who deal with somebody being suicidal and you telling them, go ahead and do it. Lord have mercy on your soul. You're going to swallow those words one day. You need to be careful how you speak to people. And you need to care about people's feelings. Because if you're dealing with a person who you made feel suicidal because of something you did wrong to them. The least you could do is come off your high horse, throw away your pride, and actually comfort them. Because you're right. They're looking for attention. But they're not looking for negative, hateful, spiteful attention. They're looking for some love. And you don't got to be forced to be with nobody. You don't got to be obligated to be with nobody. But you don't got to be mean, rude, nasty, and disrespectful and hateful about it either. There's always a better way than the nasty, negative way to do something. And we really need to learn how to do things in a much more better way, despite how we feel in the end. Especially if you ain't giving them, if you're not giving them what they want. So at the end of the day, we need to really start being accountable and taking responsibility for how people feel about themselves as well. Because it isn't just up to them. It ultimately is at the end of the day. Because yes, they have to make a choice. But they are definitely going to make the choice based off how the people around them make them feel. So when they start cutting you off. You might want to ask yourself. How do you make them feel? And think about what they say. Consider what they say. But not just consider what they say. But ask about it. 
sometimes we do things to people unintentionally because we just don't know. And that's okay too. It's about understanding each other, not pushing each other off the bridge. It's about pulling each other up, grabbing each other. I mean, what would you say to somebody standing on a bridge? You don't have to risk your life to save a life. So maybe we should try it more. Again, you don't have to risk your life to save a life if you know what you're doing. But most of the time, hurt people hurt people. And they don't even see it most of the time because they don't even realize that love just don't move like that. Thanks for listening.